Thank you so much for the invitation to be here with you. There's a lot of places I go, I mark them off. You say, why? It's simple. I ain't going back there. <laughs> An X means you had a chance and you blowed it. So you, so you just pick and choose where you want to go. Uh-huh. When you lose all your hair and you're crazy as a bat. And you got something wrong with you and you're, you're older than you think you should be. You got the right, bless the Lord, to say, uh-huh. I thank the Lord for this place. Some places I go and I don't go again. There's been a lot of meetings I've been one time because I knew if I went back again, I'd cuss. <laughs> and God dealt with me about that when I got saved in two weeks, 50 years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say that again because some of y'all are so young, you think, well, my God, why is he so happy being so old? I'm happy being old because Jesus got me here and Jesus going to keep me. Now, you folks right here are going to get spit on. I might as well tell you, get, you, got, you went to the Waffle House and got you some napkin. Amen. I'll try to be good to you. you got a good heart, but I can't promise nothing to these hobos right here. This man over here, was preaching tonight. I got saved. I got in. Yeah. I was in the back hiding because I knew he was coming after me. Ed used to have two miles of hair and he was a fundamentalist. But when he'd preach and get through, it would be down in his face to the point you couldn't even see his eye. He'd spend half the time pushing it back and looking you down. He was 37. Preached and got me in because I was so far out. Nothing else moved me. He mounted that pulpit in that little country church, and I didn't know him from Adam. I was brought there by another preacher boy. And he took to preaching. He took to shouting. I thought, dear God, something was up. I thought last night when I was walking around here, people looking at me funny. I thought, now I know how I look, how Ed looked at me. <laughs> it costs just as much to go ahead and get happy about your salvation as it does to look like your driver's license picture. When I want to really be entertained, I go down to the license bureau. 
and sit there and watch them take pictures. Some of the ugliest people in the world drive Volvos. (laughs) Volvos. If you can't pronounce it, don't buy it. But I love coming back here. And I'll, I'll say this. I think you've done a wise thing splitting it up. I don't like it a lick. So just put me down on the list that don't like it. But, but, a lot of things I don't like are right. Why do you know? Why do you don't like it? Because I like staying with y'all for five days instead of two. I got, how about that? I love you folks. I am standing up and got balance because of people under this tabernacle. You'll never have a crowd of people that'll care as much about you as these folks who have told me that they care about you. And I like going to church with you. I just enjoy, I like like Jim. I appreciate him. I met him, he was about that high. Old as dirt. But having the time of his life. What a joy. Took me all day today to get ready to come back to the church tonight. As soon as I walked in, I busted out squalling. Because I got to thinking, don't don't do this. Don't do this. Don't get in Walmart and start thinking. Don't, don't, don't do it. They'll charge you for stuff you ain't even got. <laughs> I like to go to the Walmart down at the house. See one of my church members, hey! And they know that, hey. And they'll be in the back and they'll holler back, hey! Well, they'll run to the end of the aisle and run back over here to the end of the aisle and they'll rear back by the end and say, that's my preacher! And I hide <laughs> in the Vicks vapor rub. God's been so good, so everybody says I want to go to heaven. You know what? I, I just I, I do too, and I'm going. But I tell you what, I, I, I sure want to hang around a little while longer until all y'all get ready and go with. We all just go up from Hendersonville. Wouldn't it be good just to, where'd you come from, Hendersonville? Where you been over there, Brother Brown? Was in Hendersonville and all, uh, it just broke loose. And we got here from Hendersonville over there in the mountains. People from Hendersonville act funny in heaven, Brother Larry. I had a man call me Larry today and I, and I never answered. I thought he was going to hit me. I don't know Larry. I was thinking about it today. 
you've got a bunch of boys that preach and blame you for every bit of it. And they care about you. Most of them's older. But I came behind you multiplying what you multiply. Diane told me today on the phone with tears. She said, tell Brother Edward McAvee that his fruit is blooming and glowing. I'd like to tell you your strawberries are red, your bell pepper's good, and your corn's sweet. I'm just a 21-year-old nobody, lost in hell, lost on my way to a godless eternity. And God throw that maniac of a preacher. He stood up and opened that Bible and started, and I thought, I ain't never in my life seen nothing like that. And before I knowed it, knowed it, down at our house, we knowed it. Before I knowed it, I was at the altar. To the point I was almost wondering why I was at the altar. I just woke up down there. And then he called me to preach. And he taught me just a little bit about who Jesus is. Psalm 100, let's see. Psalm, not 100, Psalm 25. 25, 1 through 9. I'll just give you an outline and we'll worship a little while. And and maybe we'll go home and maybe we won't. This beats Chick-fil-A to death. (laughs) Them chickens over there is in bad shape. They didn't go to church and look at them. Bless God, they killed them. Psalm 25, let me read if I can. I was just sitting on the bed today, and, and the Lord gave me the, this, this little old added thought, several things that I've used before, but who hadn't. I want to preach on this subject. I'm glad, and I want you to help me. I know who Jesus is. There was a time in my life when I was running the streets like a rogue. I was kicking my heels up in God's face to a, to a, I'm talking about a dust storm. I thought I had it made. I thought I was somebody. I thought I was cool and I thought I had it all together. Playing in the nightlife. Walking in darkness. Darkness. Ask me to, I asked a boy today to come to this meeting and he looked at me funny. He said, where is that at? I said, you don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I started walking. He said, hey. I said, don't worry about it. 
He said, well, where is it? I said, you, you couldn't take none of it. Don't worry about it. How about your life? Tonight under this tabernacle is the Holy Spirit of God giving you knowledge of who he is? The first one I want to give you is, is this little thought. His strength, I know this. I don't know it all, but I know this. His strength is available. When you don't have any strength to keep going. When your strength is dwindling away. And your little old young marriage has got bumps in the road. And your money's funny and your job is killing you. Get up in the morning. Open that King James Bible. Anywhere you want to, get back there in the maps if you want to. They'll take you somewhere. And I'm glad and thankful and grateful that I have found out his strength is available. Look at chapter 25, 4, what it says. For thou hast been a strength to the poor, a strength. To the needy in his distress. In four different places, in Psalm 18, it says in verse 1, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. Goes on to say, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, comma, my strength. (laughs) Bless God, you ain't got to get with me. I'll get with myself. (laughs) In whom I will trust my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. So when you feel like you're coming apart at the seams, you probably are. But know this, that at both ends of the seam, you'll find Jesus just as precious to you as you ever found him any time in your life. The scripture tells us in verse number 32, it is God that girdeth, this is the, the, the third place you'll find it, 32, It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. Good night, I'm feeling this is saved. Verse 39, for thou hast girded me with strength. You know what girded means? It means to pick up your clothes and put on your clothes to the point you can't see nothing but but the, 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 the girding of God on your life. He girded me with strength unto the battle that has subdued unto me those and has subdued unto me those things that rose up against me. 
Oh, God, this, this evening, I'm grateful and thankful. How about strength? You say, one of the strongest people I ever read about in the Bible was Samson. Why did Samson intrigue you so much? Why does the reading of Samson blow up your theological imagery in your mind? Because he was a strong joker. He walked into town and didn't open the gates, took them off the hinges. I think we got to give him a little credit, not for being anemic. Yeah, picked him up off the hinges. Took the gate and walked off. Now, you say, where did that strength come from? Excedrin? (laughs) (laughs) Pot? Where does it come from? From the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. And the Bible says that he, in the strength and power of God, he slew a thousand. Lord, help us. With, this is the trick of the, of the whole thing to me. This is the, the, the question I have. With one jawbone of an ass. Now, somebody's in here saying, well, y'all need to check up that in the living Bible. Oh, you need to check that up over there where, where, where somebody else is writing something that makes some sense. Because ain't nobody killed no thousand people with no jawbone and no ass. There ain't enough asses in the world to kill all that many jawbone. All that many, that many people. Them boys behind me, they're muttering. They're talking among themselves. Oh, God, what's he going to say about them asses? (laughs) They are. But you see, the problem is tonight, I'm crazy. (laughs) We established that last night. I'm I'm just absolutely off the hinge. A thousand. You know what else it says? He took 300 foxes. Now, number one, how do you get 300 foxes to stand still long enough for you to tie their tail together? I mean, foxes are wondering, uh, what? What, what up, Samson? <laughs> he said, I got you by the tail. <laughs> and he set them on fire and burnt every blessed thing the enemy had up. And then he let a little old gal. I hate to tell you this, but this don't this 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 don't stop with the asses. Well, it a little bit does. 
Let a little old gal destroy. He became one that could not love God like God wanted to be loved. I was going through here last night and I said, Lord, I'm not trying not to sin. I'm trying to live in you. I want to be a part of you. And I want you to help me live so I can praise you and love on you. So that when a whole bunch of Baptists I know don't, at least you won't get up every morning embarrassed because you're alone. I want to be kin to him and proud of him. And the Bible says that he, that he took the thousand Philistines and he took the jawbone and, and he took 300 foxes. That strength was not his strength. And my strength ain't my strength. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Can I get somebody to go to church with me? You got up this morning because God got you up. You got up this morning because God rolled you out. God brought you. You, you, you you're doing well today because God's doing well inside of you. You might think you're somebody, but you're just having some kind of brain freeze. I promise you this. You're, you're not what you think you are. You're not who you think you are when it comes to the power department because it's not by power nor by might, but by my spirit. You girls, you boys, get in the strength of God. He'll give you the best of the best. You go out here rooting around in the sawdust on your own, you're going to get flaky people. But he said, my strength. I have found in God and it's available. Let me ask you a question. Is there a place in your life tonight? Just a place where the devil has bored in like a termite? Is there a place in your life tonight from Holly Springs or Calvary Baptist or Jubilee or Jamboree or wherever. Is, 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 is there a, a, a place where you just lost your strength? Things will happen that will cause you problems, but he ain't one of them. Well, I just don't feel like God cares anymore. You didn't feel like God cared when you got in. Remember, you just knelt down and said, God, I don't care what they say. I surrender all. Well, bless God, get up and scoot over a little bit and find you another place. Bless God and direct you an altar and let God know real quick. You're going to give him glory and praise no matter what comes up. Amen. Amen. 
Number two. I may not even have a two. Why did I say the first one was his strength is available? I know that. I'm glad I know what, how, who Jesus is. Number two, his shelter, Psalm 25, his shelter is adequate. What does he say in verse number 4b? A refuge from the storm. A shadow from the heat. When the blast of the terrible ones is a storm against the wall. It says in Job 24, 8, they are wet with the showers of the mountain and embrace the rock for want of a shelter. Psalm 60 one three, help me, Jesus, for thou hast been a shelter for me in the midst of old age, in the midst of tremors, in the midst of hardening of the arteries, in the midst of death calling me from just around the corner of my future, in the midst of all of that I'm saying his shelter is a shelter that will shelter you in the time of storm when God gets ready God will deal with you until God gets ready the devil's got to sit on his thumbs and wait the scripture teaches us the shelter is adequate I was down. I was, now you got to vouch for this. I was down in between Lodge, South Carolina, and Somerville. Brother Maccabee, you know there's a little place down there called Hell Hole Swamp. I've got the shirt. I made them make me a shirt. They drew on it with a Crayola crayon, but I got a shirt. It's got one red light, and it only blinks on one side. I seen it. I went back, turned around, and went and looked at it. Hugo. Remember him? He went through there wide open. He came up to our house 135 miles away. We told him to go back to the coast. We didn't get to go to the beach enough for him, for us to see him. We didn't want to see him at our house. (laughs) There's an old black man that lived in Hellhole Swamp. Now, they were evacuating squirrels, <laughs> rabbits, anything else that go. They're taking everything out because this one, they said, it is coming in with a force. Ninety-three. 
lived in a clapboard house with a Texaco gasoline sign hanging on the side of it. I got a picture at home. He was at the meeting in Hellhole Swamp. I was preaching in a, in a revival meeting. And the pastor brought him to church. <laughs> After church, he said, I want you to listen. This is what this man said. I put my arm around him, called his name. I said, sir, tell me how good God's been to you. He said he's, uh, he was black as coal. Black as coal. He said, Reverend, I'm going to tell you just like it did happen. Ain't going to add, ain't going to subtract. Right down the road from Hellhole Swamp is my daddy place, mama place, Neighbor's place and the place I was raised. He said, Hugo was coming with a fierce revenge. He said, he's coming tonight. They sent the police to my house. Talking about evacuate. He said, I don't eat nothing I can't pronounce. He said, on top of that, I ain't leaving. He crawled up in the gable end of that house. It wasn't but eight, about 1,800 square feet. Old clapboard house with a, with a gasoline Texaco star sign. And he said, I, I, I pushed my head between my legs. Got up tight, Reverend. Got up tight in the corner. Tight in the corner. He said, I said, God, it started down here, and if it's going to end, it's going to end down here. So he said, have at it. That wind began to blow trees from 10 miles away through that community, right by that house. Everything in the world was trash can lids, dogs, cats, Volvos. <laughs> yeah, Volvos. They're looking for somewhere to go. <laughs> and and I, I mean, it blowed everything away. The patrolmen and the first responders started the next day figuring out where everybody was. Somebody said, Shouty stayed up at his mama house. Shorty didn't leave. Shorty told him he wasn't going. He took me by the hand. He said, Reverend, tears running down his face. He said, when they found me, I was tied in the corner. <laughs> he said, I was balled up like a baseball. 
And he said, I was in the place where only God could get to me. And I pulled my knees up and I said, oh, God, be everything you've always been. And he tucked himself in. And the only thing within square miles of that place that lived was Shorty. Shorty came over there to the church at, at Hell Hole Swamp. And he, that preacher said, if you ever heard a man tell the truth, you just heard one. He said, it's folklore around here now. The man who tucked himself away in the paper where God was the only one that could find him. Hallelujah. Tonight for the shelter that watches over you. Oh, I've had some things come through. I've had some things go on. I've had some things blow up. I've had some things get to me. Haven't you? But I'm glad that I know one thing. There is a strength that is available and there is a shelter that is adequate. The, 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 the Word of God says, says this. A refuge for the storm, from the storm, a shadow from the heat. When the blast of the terrible ones is a storm, Against the wall. Let me ask you a question. Is that trouble you going through tonight? That heartache you going through tonight? That difficulty financially you're having? You're blaming bad economics and you're you're blaming Democrats and Republicans. The best thing you could do is look up and say, I ain't got no blame and I ain't got no place to put it. I just want to tell you, God, help. Me in the time of trouble. Let me ask you a question. Have you needed a shelter? Have you needed somewhere to know that God could find you? He's all I need. He's all I need. Christ is all I need. Oh, well, he saved my soul. Then cleansed and made me whole. (laughs) If I was ever going to speak in tongues, it'd be right there. I promise you. If I ever was, it'd be right there. I ain't. I'm moving on. He is. 
goes on. I need somebody holler amen. amen. He's a shelter that that teenage girl has when her emotions are boiling. She, she is going through a real heartache and she don't know what to do or how to put it or how to say it or how to formulate it or how, how to give it, get it right and get it to where God can do something with it. And your life, your life is just absolutely not pleasing unto God. Tell God tonight, I... Need a shelter. Number three and the last one. I know this. His security is absolute. (laughs) I like preaching with y'all. I like it. The, The Bible says in this portion of Scripture... Uh, it is absolute. Here it is, eight nine. He will swallow up. This is future. He will swallow up death in victory, and the Lord God will wipe away from all the faces, and the rebuke. The Bible says, "His people he shall take away from off." the earth for the Lord has spoken it. and it shall be said in that day lo this is our God whom we have waited for and he shall save us I want the Democrats to listen real good here I want the Pelosi's of this world to listen real good right here everybody who's got a name that starts with Chuck listen up because I promise you, don't nobody need to be as dumb as you are on purpose. It says we have waited for him, and we will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. First Thessalonians 4.13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. This is future. That Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them, prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of God, And with the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive. Look out, honey. We may not make it to the chicken house. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. I can't hardly listen to the radio no more. With these preachers on there telling me everything I check out in the book, I'm finding half of it don't even check out with them. Well, that's just absolutely absurd to think that God's going to somehow split New York City 
and take half the people and leave. Listen, if he goes to New York, he won't get half. He'll do good to get a garbage man. And, and he fell in salvation. It says, and so shall we ever be with the Lord, wherefore comfort one another with these words. I like what this says. I, I, I was in the shower when the Lord gave me. Revelation twenty two twenty. He which testify these things saith, surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. I ain't worried about North Korea. I'm not worried about South Korea. I'm not even worried about the queen and her queenies. I'm not worried about nobody's nuclear bomb taking me out. I'm I'm not afraid. <laughs> Of that crowd. You know why? I'm crazy. Fifty years I've been paddling around in that pond. And I found a whole bunch of good stuff in it. I ain't changing lakes now. He's coming for Holly Springs, he's coming for. Antioch, he's coming for. Victory, he's coming for. I'm glad, thank God, and the Lamb forevermore, he is altogether lovely tonight, and he is coming together. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm about like that old boy down at Kmart. He was blind. I'm just like him, and he was down there on the aisle, and the dog was blind, and he picked up his dog and started swinging him around. Somebody said, what are you doing to that dog? He said, I'm just looking around. (laughs) Can I tell y'all? I'm just looking around. Soon and very soon. He won't ask me to sing, so I just sing in here. We are going to see the king. Soon and very soon. We are going to see the king. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! 
we're going to see the king. Stay true, blow to him. Come, Brother Ed, can you get up? Can you walk over here? If it takes you a little while, come on. He's all right. He'll be fine. I don't know a whole lot, but I'm glad that I know Jesus. I'm glad that down yonder that little old church bench you looked at me and said somebody is getting touched. I jumped up about hit the ceiling fan trying to get out of that building and I ended up under the Lord's supper table. Under that table. He came over there and grabbed me by the ankles and pulled me Grab me by my head. He said, Where you go? If I get God to send you, I said, I don't know. He said, When you gonna find out? I said, if you'll turn my nose loose, I'll go into where you tell me. <laughs> and both of his hands touched my head. And I ain't never been the same. Several boys call me every once in a while from the Bible school. We don't know what we'd do if you didn't help us. We don't know what we'd do if you hadn't trained us. I said, you need to send a note to Edward McAbee in Spartanburg because it's his fault, not mine. And if you don't like my preaching tonight, come up here and tell him. That's it for me, son. Tell Joe I said he's just a hit and a miss. <laughs> Stand with us. I'm going to pray with anybody that'll come up here and say, I want to know him. I, I'm not talking about being saved. All of you, I can't talk to you out of that because you know you are. But I want to ask you a question. Amen, preacher. Do you know that he's got more than salvation for you, son? Tell it. 
That's just the first step. It gets sweeter. As the days go by. Amen. I feel like I preached a little bit. Don't know if I did or not, but I feel like. Hallelujah. Strength and help's available. You can get in the shelter and you can enjoy the security. This old boy here said he got up this morning and couldn't breathe. He said, I couldn't do nothing. He said, God wrapped his arms around him. And he said, God told him to pray for me. And he spent three hours asking. The good Holy Ghost to help me make it through. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. In a little town called Bethlehem so many years ago they told him there was no room in the You can't know him better if you'd like. They had you no can't get more intimate if you'd like. Just who they turned away. The Lamb of God who would take away their sins. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. I'm glad I know more than just a story. He is the King of glory. I'm glad that I know who Jesus is. So many people still today, they don't know who Jesus is. They've never felt His peace within their soul. But I want my life to show them how His love can make them free. Well, He's the only one who can cleanse and make man whole. Oh, I'm glad I know who Jesus is. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Well, He's more than just a story. He is the King of glory. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. You trust Him tonight. He's the Counselor. I don't know what you're facing, but he's Alpha and Omega, so he's got it all covered in the middle. He's the everlasting Father, and he is the King of glory. I'm glad that I know who Jesus is.
Jesus is. Yes, I'm glad that I know who Jesus is. Well, he's more than just a story. He is the King of glory. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Oh, I'm glad that I know who Jesus is. Are you glad to know the dark tonight? That I know who Jesus is. Well, he more than just a story. Thank God He is the King of glory. I'm glad that I know who Jesus is. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I appreciate the exhortation tonight. Just old-fashioned exhortation. That's what camp meeting's about. I appreciate the man of God. I appreciate him just pouring his heart out last night and tonight. You'll never forget these two nights. What a blessing it's been to have him in our services. Amen. Hey, there are a lot of, there are a lot of churches putting men on the shelf. Oh my, I thank God for this man of God that has pushed me to God time and time again. And I told him something last night and I meant it. I said, I don't care if you don't do nothing but stand up there and grin. We're just glad to have you. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to encourage you to speak to this man before you leave tonight. Lord willing, tomorrow night, through the rest of the week, Brother Joe Arthur will be with us. What time's your appointment tomorrow, preacher? You remember? You know? 3.30. tomorrow. I don't care where you're at. I don't care if you're mowing grass. I don't care if you're punching, punching something down at the factory. But at 3.30, at 3.30. I want you to pray for this man of God and this appointment tomorrow. They're going to see if I'm a candidate for deep brain stimulus. I said, what does that mean? He said, we're going to the nerve. It's taking you. And if we can find the brain, we can't. We're going deeper. I said, well, I'm crazy about him. He said, we've heard all about him. Amen. We want you to stay that way. Amen. I may not be a candidate. I say, what you going to do? Stay crazy. Amen, preacher. Don't you appreciate that spirit? Don't you appreciate that attitude? That's why God's had his hand on him. I thought this today, I don't know of a preacher that I know 
that's more of a people person, that loves people more than this man. I've been out with him to the restaurant and look around and he'd be in the kitchen talking to somebody about the Lord. That's just his heart. I just appreciate him, amen. Be praying for Brother Joe. Services tomorrow night through Wednesday night with Brother Joe Arthur. Father, thank you for the man of God and his faithfulness. You give him traveling mercy home. God, I pray tomorrow at 3.30, you'd give doctors wisdom that they have not. God, whether or not, whether or not he's a candidate for something some earthly physician can do, I'm glad he's a candidate for you, the great physician. And I'm glad he's a candidate for everything you've got. And I say, oh God, keep your hand on him and keep touching him for your honor, for your glory. And your holy righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. Shake hands. You're at liberty. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Well, he's more than just a story. He is the King of glory. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Jesus.